we all go through struggles. We all go through things we don't want to face or we don't want to go through at all times. But, you know, there's that seed in some of us that make us continue despite of all the problems. Let's take a journey into the mind. Your host, Mina, the Egyptian prescription, Elias. Let's take a journey into the mind. Isabella, what motivates you? Hey, Mina. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. This is very exciting. It's been a long time coming, and I am so grateful to be one of your first uh, invitees. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, what what motivates me? Wow, that's a, that's a great question right from the start, right? Um, what motivates me? I guess it's my undying passion for success, I guess. Um, you know, we all go through struggles. We all go through things we don't want to face or we don't want to go through at all times. But, you know, there's that seed in some of us that make us continue despite of all the problems. So when I think of motivation, I think, first of all, I look at all the people around me, you know, like my friends, um, like you and Christina and everybody else that gotten closer to us. And I see, I see the sparkle in people's eye, you know, and when I see that, it makes me want to work even harder. And, uh, you know, I think as long as we all have these kind of people around us, it will keep our motivation very, very high. So just top of my head, I think just when you ask me about motivation is really looking at everybody else, how motivated they are. And um, I just want to to do better for myself and for those around me, I guess. Okay, so I just want to quickly touch on, you said, um, you know, success, you want a lot of success, but wouldn't, wouldn't you say you already have success? Like you've already, I mean, from where you started, you already accomplished a lot. So you did accomplish. I mean, I know that you're very successful. Maybe you're not as successful as some people who are way bigger than you, but from where you were, you, you were successful. So how do you define success? Or is it <laughs> that thing that you, ne you never get to it? You're always yeah, chasing it. That's what a, what a great question, Mina. Um, what is success? So I guess success is different for everyone else. And I feel like for me, success is truly when I feel completely free. Freedom for me, it's a it's a huge, huge thing, probably because of my background and where I came from. Um, for those that don't know, I was born and grew up in Romania until I was 21. So you know, that lifestyle that I lived then, it was, it wasn't anything like, like the one I lived here. So there were times in my life that I thought that that was it. That was all my life. So, you know, I created this idea while still in Romania that one day I will be successful. So for a really young brain, if you would have asked me then what success was, maybe I could have said somebody that drives a nice car or maybe somebody that owns their own house or something to that effect. Now, when I something think something monetary, success, like material. Correct. And, um, you know, I feel like that's still pretty viable for a lot of people these days, uh, myself included in, 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 in a lot of things. But uh, 
you know, when I think of success now, I think of, just as I said, of freedom, freedom to be wherever I want to be at any time, freedom to not worry about money, freedom to know that I can provide anything and everything for my family, for my friends, for everyone around me. That's, that's truly success for me. And, you know, right now, I don't necessarily have a monetary amount in mind, even though me and you talked about this, uh, probably a million times before yeah. about what, what that sum is like but you know it's just the sum and I feel like you know with sums it's more a goal than than necessarily the that status of success so and um I feel like you know with money it's like the it doesn't matter how much you make I feel like it will never be enough so it's just a matter of you knowing inside of yourself like when you reach that success level and you know I know you'll be in my life for probably our whole life. Uh, so you, <laughs> hopefully I will tell you when I reach that. Now, that's not to say that I am not grateful. I'm extremely grateful for everything I have. And, you know, I do have success for somebody looking from outside, you know, they may say, wow, you know, she has built this and this. And again, I'm grateful. And I do consider myself, myself successful um, to that point, but it's never um, stopping. I don't think it's something that I will ever stop working on. That's what I thought. I I think honestly, we'll never never stop. We'll never. I mean, we're gonna keep redefining our definition of success every single time we hit a milestone. We say, okay, we well, want this, and I mean, you do need a goal. You're right. You can't just say, you know, I want uh, like a I want to be free and then not have certain you know numbers and precise. And we'll talk about that in a second. But anyways. Uh, this was a nice, you know, jump start to the conversation. Give people like a, a quick, like one minute intro. Like, why should people listen to you? Like, who are you? Uh, thank you for that. So, you know, I did, I did touch on that a little bit. You know, I grew up in Romania, which I do think has shaped a lot of my personality and a lot of my strengths um, until today. And I used to think when I lived there that, you know, poor me, like, why am I the one that was born in this country? Why am I the one, the one that has to, like, be poor in this and this and this? And, you know, looking back, um, even though, it may have seemed bad. I really had everything I needed. I had an amazing family. They loved me so much. They made sure that I was warm, that I had everything I needed. And that within that limited, you know, financial means, you know, we never went to bed hungry. I mean, there were times where we had less, uh, but, you know, we still had that family love. And I have a sister and a brother and we're super, super close. And I don't know if I were to be born here if I would have had the same relationship because you know everything that you go through in life makes your connection stronger whether it's with the sibling or friends so I when you go am, through like the tough times with someone it definitely makes the bond stronger right exactly and you know that's what I'm saying I am so grateful for having lived through that because now being here I can appreciate every single good thing that happens to me and even though I've lived in US for you know close to 20 years now um not quite but close and you know I look back at my life then and it does feel like 
another lifetime. It doesn't even feel like it happened this lifetime, but I am so glad I had that foundation because that foundation really has allowed me to build some really, really strong um, cores when it comes to, you know, everything I do, whether it's building a relationship or, um, you know, in business. And I, I don't think I could have done it without having lived through that. So that is my background a little bit. I am, again, I'm very grateful for everything that I, I've been through to, to get here. And I am thankful that I am here. This has always been a dream for me to come to United States and, and begin a life here. Okay. But, but who are you now? This is what I meant. I meant, who are you now? Who am I now? In Um, in terms of, in terms of business and success, like um, why should people listen to you? Are you successful? Yes. I okay, think who I, are you? <laughs> I think I'm very successful. Thank you for that question. Um, when it comes to business, I created this company, for those that don't know me, it's called Rank Bell, and we help Amazon sellers basically promote their products, uh, give them a better chance at winning. So we are able to rank them on on the first pages of Amazon. And it's always interesting talking about business because I feel like that does not define me. Um, I know people like to define other people by, by what they do. So that's why for me, when it comes to business, I almost, I never really want to talk about it that much. For me, it's just the service. Do we do an amazing job? Yes, because every time I do something, I make sure it's done to perfection. So if you're asking me who I am as far as business, I guess you could say I'm Rank Bell. <laughs> okay, amazing. So guys, t- to summarize Isabella's uh, story real quick. So Isabella came to America from Romania uh, with nothing, uh, like literally nothing. You worked your way up. Uh, you started like, you know, pretty much from completely the bottom. Like you can think of, you know, whatever the bottom is here in America. That's where you started. Uh, you eventually got into real estate, worked your way up there, then got into somehow got into the, you know, e-commerce Amazon industry, worked your way up there. And now you're, you know, doing over seven figures, which, you know, most people don't reach in their life. So you've gone really from from zero to, you know, a true like you know, American dream success story. So uh, this is why you should listen to Isabella. Uh, And she did all that while, uh, you know, still, you know, uh, having a kid and and raising a house. And, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, your home and it's beautiful. So anyways, next question. What scares you? So much. Um, I think what scares me the most is... Probably what scares a lot of people is the fear of the unknown. Um, I think I I deal with that as well, you know, not knowing what comes next. And it's interesting because it's kind of conflicting my my personality and actually what I believe in because I'm always the one that in, inspires people and empowers them to, you know, move fearlessly into the future. But at the same time, I do think like, oh my God, if I do this, then what? So it's always that fear of the unknown, but it's also what makes me stronger. Every time I want to do something that scares me, that is when I take most action. So I guess what scares me the most, as I said, is a uh, fear of the unknown, um, and so and how do you I, overcome that? I mean, because there's so much I know in, in what you do, there's so much unknown. I think that's a very common fear. Uh, I think everyone has the fear of unknown. And that's why, um, you know, when people try and like move to a different state or people try and, you know, start a new relationship, 
there's always the fear of uh, unknown. It's like, or, or start a new business, whatever it is. There's always the fear of the unknown. Uh, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. That's why people cling to, you know, stability. And that's why you see like some people, you know, maybe they're in their nine to five job and it's a horrible job. And you're like, why aren't you quitting? And uh, it's because they know that. And, but on the other side of that, you know, is another job or a business or whatever, it's unknown. And so I think that's an incredibly common fear. But how do you manage that? I mean, you still do a lot of things. Honestly, like I see you do a lot of things that are very, very bold and that there's a lot of unknown in there. So what are certain things that you tell yourself to overcome that fear of the unknown? Uh, what I always ask myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? So if if I really feel almost um, anxious about it, right? So if I'm put in a situation where I have to invest a very large sum of money, I think, okay, what's the worst that can happen is lose that money, right? But what's the best that can come out of this? So, you know, whether it's an investment that I'm, that I'm taking on or whether I'm investing in my knowledge or in the business, anything like this, I know that every single step and every single decision that I take, it will benefit me somehow. Whether is, you know, the worst thing I've ever done to the best thing I've ever done, it will help me. Whether it's monetary, whether it's building a relationship, my network, or it's helping me learn from the mistakes. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid to do, they're afraid to fail. So, but if you think of failure, if, if you go through life and you never try anything for the fear of failure, you really, you know, it, it will be very hard for you to become successful because is the failures that that push us forward is is the times we fail that we learn not to fail again or we learn something. And I've noticed that throughout my life that you know, I've made plenty of mistakes and I do them all the time. I probably made some this week, um, but it's okay because I would rather make mistakes than not do anything at all. As I said, you know, yeah. it can be the it can be the greatest mistake, but if I get to learn something, that's a really important lesson. And of course, you know, we all want to learn from other people's mistakes, but it's different when it happens to you. Again, whether it's investing, you know, in 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 stocks or something, let's say, but then you get to learn about stocks. You get to learn why why the what happened in that situation and trust me you will not do that again um so i think you know for me i even though i'm fearful of the unknown i really step in um with with great power because i know whatever happens it has to be the path that i'm on so for me let's say i made a goal of you know doing 100 million i know there's many steps for me to take to get there. And these steps involve some of these mistakes. There's no way in the world I could ever go from where I am to 100 million by not having mistakes. It's impossible and it would be delusional of me to think. So for me, I know that I am taking decisions that will make me go towards that goal. Again, you know, you go up and down and up and down and every time you go down, it pushes you harder up. So for me, I look forward to these challenges. I look forward to making even more mistakes because the more I make, I know the closer I get to that goal. Man, there's so many things I want to touch on on this. So first thing is the fear of unknown. So I guess the true fear of the unknown is the fear of failure because it's not really that you're fearing the unknown just for the fact that it's unknown. You're fearing the unknown because you're fearing the failure in, in the unknown. So 
I love that, uh, first of all. And then the fear of failure, I love how you said, you know, you have almost like a very stoic uh, way of looking at it. Like, you know, what's the worst that can happen and actually playing out the scenario in your head and saying, okay, like, no, but like for real, like in our heads, we say, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to die. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to be homeless on the street. But then you think about it. Okay, no, but what's really the worst thing that's going to happen? Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and get a nine to five job, but with the experience that I have, I'm probably gonna be making like you know ninety five, a hundred thousand dollars. And is that really bad? Like, okay, like you're going back to like working on it. Like, is that really bad? So, uh, or or maybe like you know you take a risk and you go to a different state and you're like, okay, what's really the worst that can happen? Okay, you don't like that state. Okay, fine, you just get a job and you know you make ends meet and then you go to another state and then you plan another move there. So I think a lot of times we never really play out what's actually like in reality, the worst that could happen. And because we never do that in our brains, it's like so much bigger, but actually like the worst that can happen is not that much. So I, that's so many exactly. things packed in there. And I love that you also talked about how you learn from your mistakes because so many people are spending their times like over analyzing things and they never really move. When if you underanalyze something and you move, you're going to learn 10 times faster. Okay. Should you maybe like take the time to, you know, plan things out and do things the right way? Okay. 100%. Yeah, you should. But like, do you spend six months planning something or do you just, you know, take some time, like put some thought into it and you know that you're not going to have the right answer anyways, because you've never done this and the outcome could be a million different possibilities. So you just make the best decision and like move forward quickly instead of you know spending all this time over analyzing and that's where analysis paralysis comes from so a lot of good lessons in that yeah i love so that you, you touched on that mina because this is it, it it happens to a lot of people and i feel like entrepreneurs especially you know we tend to think too much and i think one thing that really made me successful um and it just came to me as you were talking is the fact that you know i make really fast decisions like really fast like to the point where you know, again, it may be the biggest mistake. Like I, I bought a course, um, you know, last year for 15,000. I didn't even know it was a course. I honestly didn't even know what, what it was. And, uh, you know, this, this person told me and I was like, ah, okay, I'll sign up. Never opened it. Again, I learned the lesson. But what I'm trying to say is even though I made a bad decision, there's so many other decisions that I took right on the spot that were on the money that were amazing. So again, if, if, other people might have looked at that decision like, wow, you just spent 15 grand on something you never even opened. That's terrible. I'm never going to do that again, right? Like they're thinking, okay, I, I just don't want people to associate a result from a decision to the results of all the decisions. Because if I had that kind of mentality, I would have never spent a dime on anything else. I would have been like, wow, that was a terrible decision. I spent 15 grand. I'm never going to spend money on anything else. And that is not the case with me. I said, okay, I saw what I did. It was a mistake. I'm not going to do that again. But it doesn't mean that I won't ever spend money on anything else. I will just know what to invest my time and my money in. Whereas, you know, a lot of people feel like, oh, I've lost $500, $1,000. Now they're scared. And that is when you're scared, when you work from a place of 
being scared and scarcity, it's going to be very hard for you to try new things. It's just like, you know, when you, I'll give you an analogy. It's like when you touch like um, your stove, right? That is really hot. You're not going to touch it again. Well, you don't want that to happen in business. You know, you don't want to like try things and then get scared because, oh my God, what is going to happen? Look at all the successful people that we know. I mean, look at Trump. How many times did he bankrupt? Do you think he's scared? He's not scared. He knows exactly what he's doing and every time he's doing it. But other people may take a bankruptcy like, oh my God, this is the biggest failure of my life. I will work my whole life. I will be safe. I will never invest in anything. I'll just make sure I have a nine to five job. This is what I'm talking about. So I think for me, I make fast decisions and you know, some of them, again, they're bad and that's okay. But you learn way faster than everyone else. A hundred percent. And then a famous poet once said, scared money don't make no money. So we got to wow. make sure we learn that lesson. <laughs> I love that. I've, I've, I've never heard that, but it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a good it's, one to ask. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not a poet. It's a rapper, but um, okay. <laughs> it sounded like it was some esteemed uh, poet. Oh, the poet said. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Um, okay, so. Uh, third question. What was your biggest failure? Since we're on the topic, what was your biggest failure? My biggest failure. I know it's oh tough because God. we make so many things and then we just yeah. learn. We make these mistakes and we learn. So you can't really say that anything was your biggest failure. But if you had to pick one thing, one thing that you're like, you know what? I would go back in time and I would change that thing. What would that one thing be? I I really wish I had an answer for this, but this is the thing. Like all all the things that I make, like even though I made some mistakes, I don't consider them a failure. So it's very hard for me to, to say I will go back and change them. I honestly, I look at my past and there's not one thing that I would change because if I did that, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I mean, could I have been more successful or I mean, maybe, but I could have also not been here. So um, sorry to disappoint, but I don't, I can't think of a time where I had like a really big failure that, that, that I regret. Okay. I love that. I love that. That's a very good mentality to have. And if you really not, not don't look at anything like it's a failure, I mean, it's hard to really have any failures. Um, I honestly consider the only failure that you can ever have is when you quit. I don't think you can ever lose unless you quit. And that's like kind of, that's like the MMA mentality. Uh, you know, you never lose uh, unless you quit. And so I don't, th- I think if we never quit, we'll never, never really experience a failure. But I, I want to jump that. into, into the meat. Um, so me and you had a conversation. It was eight months ago, almost, almost eight months ago, a little bit more, a little bit less. And during that conversation, you asked me, we were talking about my goals. You asked me about my goals and my goals were set so incredibly low. And honestly, if you hadn't changed that, if you didn't, if you didn't, you know, give me that, like shake me and wake me up, I would be in a very, very different place than I am now. And I think almost when we look back and think about it, we like laugh and we say like, how absurd was I to have said, and I'm so glad that you recorded the whole thing because it's like, how absurd must I have been to have said these things? You know, it's, it's one of those things. So you came from nothing though. You came like from nothing. So how did you develop that? Like, you know, concept of not undervaluing yourself and not that like I undervalued myself, but how do you set such big goals uh, and like work towards them 
and not like these unrealistic like you know i'm gonna have a, a billion dollars uh, on a jet type thing like okay that's so cool but it's like when we sit when you sit three month goals six month goals 12 month goals like things that you believe are quote unquote realistic and achievable you set them in a way that they are actually way more than what you think you can achieve and you still achieve them or you get at least close so how did you change your mindset from you know my my mindset which was i was you know definitely uh, didn't believe in myself that i had the capability to do everything that i accomplished and more and and how did you change that coming from nothing because you come from nothing you're like you know what honestly for you uh, i'm sure when you came to america you're like man if i owned a house like life is i'm done like i'm done yeah. with if i own a house <laughs> make 50,000 a year i'm i'm sure there was a point in time uh, you know cuz cuz we come i'm not i don't come from the same like you're way humbler beginnings than my humble beginnings but i i remember when i first came i was like man if i could just be like in a 9 to 5 where i make like $100,000 i'm set like you know i'm set like taking four weeks a year vacation nine to five hundred like that yeah. was my goal and th and then when we talked when we talked like eight months ago my, you saw my goal they were they were very yeah. ridiculous so we're not going to talk about that but um <laughs> but how how did you change your mindset like how are you now setting these massive goals and actually achieving them when you came from oh uh, you know 50k a year and owning a house was like life's goals you and i know how many houses you own now so it's like which is ridiculous but um you know so tell us how did you change <laughs> oh my goodness you just took me all the way back so i think you know it does have to do with where i come from so um you are right uh you know i came to united states with a hundred dollars in my pocket uh which was borrowed by my dad from somebody um and um he also paid for the program that i came here with which i worked very hard to send it all back um but I think because I started from zero, there was no way for me to lose. However, I did start with small, very small goals. So when I came here, I was working for $140 per week for 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And that's, again, $140 a week, okay? It's not a lot. But what I realized is that every single job that I had, I worked to be the best at it. And every time I did that, I proved to myself that I could do it. So even this was like, you know, the 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 smallest job I could ever have. I was a nanny and, you know, I was making this money. I was looking at that and saying, wow, thank God that I make more than all of those people that I left behind. I mean, the salary in Romania at that time was about $150, $200 a month. So in my head, even making that, you know, $150, $140 a week, to me seemed big. So um, it started so small, you know, it's like, wow, if I can do this, I wonder what I can do next. And I wonder what I can do next. So it wasn't that one day I was making $100, and next thing you know, I was wishing for a million dollars. I mean, of course, that's everybody's dream. Is, is everyone to wishes to, uh, to be a millionaire yeah but it's very different the, you don't like wish it like you know you kind of uh, like i get it I, I know what you're talking about like people are like oh like you know my goal is to be a millionaire but but that's like it's a very common thing that you hear but it's like when you tell them okay like what's your 12 month goals no one says to be a millionaire even though a lot of people can hit like 
three hundred thousand dollars in in you know in the first year if they set their goal to actually be a million. And I think there's um, I think Tim Ferriss or someone has like one of those how do I achieve my ten year goals in six months? And uh, the whole purpose of the, this thing, uh, the question is. We know that you're not going to hit hit the ten year goals in six months, but you actually take so so much massive action and you change the way that you think so that you do kind of achieve way more than you thought you would achieve. So, I know everyone has a wish, uh, you know, or not everyone, but I mean, we know incredibly successful people. I'm saying like, you know, no, many people have this wish. I wish I can. I wish I'm a millionaire. I wish I had this wish. But it's like, okay, but when you ask them, what's your twelve month goals? And then you get a completely different answer. So how were you setting, were you setting 12 month goals back then? No. So I, I wasn't even that, you know, I, I wasn't like very specific, but I knew I wanted more. I knew I wanted more. So again, every time I passed the threshold that involves some monetary amount, whether it was, uh, you know, even the smallest one, it was like proving myself that I can. So one is gratitude, being grateful for everything. Cause what happens is, Mina, a lot of people get in a job and, you know, they get that job that's like, instead of 50,000 a year, it's 40,000, right? So they always feel that negativity around it. Like, oh yeah, they got the job, but it wasn't what they wanted. So now they hate it. So when, what happens is when you get something and you have no appreciation for that thing, it will destroy you on the inside. You know, people call it like karma, but it's not really karma. It's just something that we do to ourselves. So you got this job, it's 40,000 instead of 50, and now you hate it. And everything you do is like with, with, with anger and spite, you're never going to get to the next level. Even though you want to achieve like maybe 80 or a hundred thousand, you're, you're trying to get to that point from a point of non-appreciation. So every time you say, oh, this is terrible, I hate this job, I hate this, I hate this, you're not going to attract anything that's going to improve your life. It's just how it works. And it's not magic, it's not anything like, you know, spooky, it's just whatever, however you are feeling, that is exactly what you are going to attract. So that was one of the things that I would do. You know, even though I had like the worst job, I was thankful that I I, I had enough money to be able to send back home so my dad can pay the loan. Then I moved on to something else. You know, I cleaned houses. I was making, you know, maybe $40, $50 a house to clean it for uh, the, my nanny friend's families, right? But even that, I was like, oh my God, I can make $50 in like two, three hours. That's amazing. So every single thing that I did, I was very appreciative of. So that I think really made me, you know, it made me happier and people felt that happiness and people want to be around happy people. Okay. So one opportunity after another, after another, after another, it just transformed into something big. So all these small goals that I set, um, you know, it, it made me believe in myself. Okay. Okay. So I can make 140 a week, then I can do 200, then I can do four, then I can do a thousand and so forth and so forth and so forth. So it was like small skills, but again, I was very grateful for them and I was looking forward for more. And also I would look at people and, you know, I would see doctors and lawyers and, you know, that's one thing that we think of like, uh, and I don't want to speak for everyone, but for somebody coming from my background, I would look at these people like they're the only ones that are successful. I would, I could have never, never in my life imagined that having like an e-com career in anything will ever bring me more money than a lawyer and a doctor together and maybe two, three other 
professions. You know what I mean? Without me having a PhD. Um, so I would look at these people and say, oh my God, like they're doing amazing. So I, I never said like, oh my God, I hate that guy. He's a doctor. He's making two, 300 grand a year. Like he's disgusting. I hope he rots in hell. No, I looked at them and I said, wow, if that guy can do it, I wonder what I can do. You know what I mean? So I always approached it with with a question, like a very sincere question, like, how did he do it? How did he become successful? And again, you know, once I started seeing all these other people, this whole new world of e-com opened up for me. And I was like, oh, my God, like, look at that person. Like, he's doing millions a year. Look at that person. They're having a service. I wonder how I can do it. I wonder what it would feel like to be this successful. So for me, it always starts with a question. You know, oh, I wonder how Jeff Bezos became the the richest man in the world. It starts with an innocent question. And I feel like when you do that without any type of hate of, or jealousy, somehow the road opens up. And I you're feel reverse like that, engineering what, yes. what they, these people are doing. You're you're yes, looking yes, at all the these successful people. Yeah, all these successful people have so many things in common, and th- there is a pattern. It's it's yes. not like it's magic. There is a, yeah, definitely a it, pattern. So there's two ways you you approach this. Obviously, the technical part, which by the way, you are so brilliant at, like you can literally take, you know, the goal, the end goal, and reverse engineer to where it is now. Which is what I love most about your brilliance is like you can do that, um, and you can attach that with the vision, which is what I have. I'm more of a visionary. Like I can see, I know that I will become a billionaire this life. It's I have no question in my, in my mind. But again, you see, it goes back to how confident. I feel about myself and it's not I'm not saying it to like feel like I'm boosting my ego or anything like I I know because of my track record I look and okay I made that goal I accomplished it I did this goal I accomplished it I did this done this done so for me in my head in my mind in my soul I know that everything I've wanted has happened so for me that number is just another number it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't, of course it scares me because, you know, otherwise life wouldn't be fun. Um, but yeah, you know, why should I, you I, set your sights low? I mean, if you can pick any number, why would you exactly. set a small number? Exactly. So, you know, and of course, you know, I have many more years, hopefully to live. Um, and if I don't become a billionaire, then guess what? That's fine. You're still happy because you're already happy right now. Exactly. So, you know, first, I would say you have to get happy because a lot of people want to achieve this financial freedom and financial success because they think it will bring them happiness. So if you are able to bring to make yourself happy now, everything else will just come with it because this is the end goal that everybody wants, even though they don't know it. You know, somebody wants to drive a Lamborghini. Um, somebody wants to have like the nicest, uh, you know, house on the beach in Miami or uh, wherever, but in their head is because they think that's going to make them happy. So what I'm trying to tell people all the time, whenever I have a chance is like, try to become happy now. And then everything else will come because then you won't be emotionally attached to these goals. Because what happens is, you know, as I said, in business and in life, you will always go through struggles. If these struggles will, will, will bring your, your spirit down, you're never going to achieve that goal. So be happy now because those problems are going to come and go all the time. 
So if we can center ourselves and say, you know what, I, you know, I'm healthy, my family's healthy, my family's happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Being grateful and really practice happiness um, because that, again, that is where we are trying to achieve. And, you know, it's it's the hardest thing to achieve, I think, um, but so also the, the, the best thing. Because... I remember um, reading the book, The Power of Now, and someone recommended the book. They said, listen, uh, I remember I, w- I was talking about, man, I miss the good old days, you know, even though like I'm in America now, I miss the good old days. And this was, you know, when I was kind of just about to leave my nine to five or maybe just left my nine to five. And I was like, man, I miss the good old days. They used to be simple. He said, you know what? You should read The Power of Now. So The Power of Now, when I read it, I, I know you read it too. It's like, when you're not emotionally attached to any goal, you find happiness now, not in the future, not in the past, because in the past, it's not, you didn't actually, you weren't really happy. You were a lot of things. And then you almost did like a video edit where you cut out all of the bad stuff and you compile all the good stuff and you compress it into one memory. And you're like, oh man, like I miss the good old days. And you forget all about the bad things. That's when you miss the good old days. And then you have this happiness in the future and the grass is always greener. I'm going to be happy when I get this job. I'm going to be happy when I have the hundred K or whatever. I'm going to get happy when I have a million. I'm going to get happy when I have a Lamborghini, uh, when I have a bigger house, et cetera. And so you make your happiness dependent on something and the grass is always greener. So you never get to it. And so I really think it's incredibly powerful changing that narrative and saying, okay, I'm happy now. And then, but you know, it's cool. I'm going to set and, a goal but to, all to that reach. We have, all that we have is now. We don't have, you know, we, we're we always thinking, okay, maybe, um, you know, you're thinking you're in school. Oh, I can't wait to finish school. I'm going to be so happy then. And then you're like, oh, shoot, I have to go to college. Oh, I can't wait to, to finish college. I can't wait to get married. I can't wait to get a job. I can't wait to retire. I can't wait to what? You know, and it's always we're looking forward to something that's not here because it's so much easier to dream than to act. So if you just imagination, yes, if you're just sitting down and you're like, you know what? Oh, one day I'll retire and then I'll have my boat and and sail across the world. And that's probably never going to happen because you're you're never in the real in the actual moment because and really that's all we have. We've never had the past because even in the past you were in the present, right? Like you were at that moment. We've never had a past and we're never going to f- have a future. All we have is this present moment and what you do with this is what will define this fictitious future, right? Because right now if you wake up and and work on your goals, every single day, then every single day you will see results. If we keep looking for this future, it's never going to come. It's 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 just true. Like it's that's all we have. We have the day of today. And we're not even talking about like you may die tomorrow. That's a whole nother story. But the actual real fact that that's all we have, this present moment. A lot of people wait till, you know, New Year's to start working out or they're waiting for that to have a new business. And then they hang on to these dates and then these dates come and they get disappointed because, you know, they're like, oh, wow, I missed it. I didn't go to the gym on day one. You know what? I'll just try again next year. No, that's why it's ridiculous to make this this type of goals that and put a date to them. You know, I mean, you can use... 
you can use time as a you know just as a gps just as a direction but don't hang on to that you know if you want to start a diet start it on a freaking wednesday like don't wait for new year don't wait for like monday morning at 8 a.m um you know things like nothing's that. nothing's gonna change to- yeah exactly nothing's gonna change absolutely okay this is insane so much knowledge your mindset obviously is crazy uh i mean i don't want to like brag too much about you but like legit you did come here to america with a hundred dollars you now have probably one of the nicest cars ever you have a lot of houses you're killing it in business so a true rags to riches story where can people find you to learn more Oh my God. Anyway. And you know, this is one of the best things that when you are, you already achieved a monetary, you know, thing that you expect for yourself, you do want to share the knowledge with other people. So, you know, feel free to reach me on Facebook, on Instagram, and, you know, don't, don't feel scared to, to reach out to people. This is a theme that I'm noticing. And, you know, for example, um, I know we're trying to finish this off, but for example, you know, there's this new app clubhouse that me and you are quite familiar with, you know, there's Mm -hmm. all these amazing successful people. And I'm talking about hundreds of millions and, and investors and, you know, everyone is there. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people are scared to reach out to these people because they do feel unreachable. They do feel untouchable, but guys, these people have the most time in the world because they already achieved everything. So if you hear somebody on a podcast, if you read an amazing book and you say, you know what, this book changed my life or changed one thing about how I feel, reach out to that author. I'm telling you, you will be surprised how many people don't do this, how many people don't take action. So, you know, if you hear me today on this podcast or you hear me and I and, you know, I said something to even put a smile on your face, like don't don't feel afraid. You never know what kind of relationships you will create with people that you never even thought of. So feel free to reach me anytime you want. So it's Isabella Hamilton on Facebook and I Z A B E L A only one L cause it was hard for yes. me to find you initially. <laughs> and then if you are an Amazon seller, rankbill.com, I'll put the links, uh, you know, to everything in the show notes, but thank you so much, Isabella. Of course. My, my absolute pleasure. I mean, I am so proud of you. You are my friend and I am so grateful to have you in my life and I love everything that you're doing. And I'm, I'm just mind blown with everything that you constantly do and can't wait to see what that future holds uh, for both of us. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're amazing. My pleasure.